0: Welcome to the Insurance Agents and Brokers Podcast. Hello, my name is Megan Fioretta, and I am the brand manager for IAB. This is the audio version of the feature article from the September 2023 issue of Primary Agent Magazine. It is entitled E&O Claim Frequency is Increasing by Chris Burand. Through my recent discussions with clients and carriers, it is clear to me that agencies are incurring substantially more errors and omissions, or E&O, claims. A significant difference exists between the number of claims agency E&O carriers are seeing and the actual number of claims that are occurring because many agencies have made the decision to pay the smaller claims on their own rather than risking their E&O coverage with higher premiums. As a partial aside, I fully understand the reasoning that causes agencies to pay small E&O claims. However, I strongly recommend that they do not pay these claims unless they are dead certain the claim is property only and is small. I have a long list of examples of agencies that paid claims they thought were small or were property only or were sure there were no plaintiff attorneys would ever be involved and ended up incurring large E&O claims, that they had to pay because they had not submitted the original claim to the carrier. Many reasons exist for the recent increase in E&O claims. Number one, staff turnover. Almost everyone has experienced or seen significant staff turnover during the last three years. Staff turnover, all else being equal, increases the probability of E&O claims. An agency incurs increased exposure during the time period when they are training a new employee. In addition, when an employee leaves, the agency loses the account knowledge at the staff level unless the agency has extremely good procedures and documentation in place. Few agencies practice quality at the required level to avoid this deficiency. Number two, training. Most agencies train employees through on-the-job training. In my experience, on-the-job training can work quite well when an agency has relatively good procedures. However, on-the-job training fails when an agency does not have good procedures in place or the producers and staff do not consistently follow these procedures. The major problem that results is that the new employee does not know whose procedures to follow because everyone uses their own procedures. Consider the case of an agency that has relatively good procedures. Despite the fact that many carrier personnel and agency producers do not think an account manager's job is all that difficult, the job entails a lot of detail. I do not know that I have ever seen a procedure manual that contains all the required details. If one exists, it would likely be so large that it would not be usable. People can learn a lot by watching, listening to, and learning all the unwritten but critical nuances. When training employees remotely, an agency cannot achieve this required level of training. If the agency also has poor procedures, the successful training of a new employee remotely is an utter impossibility. The net result is a material increase of E&O errors. Number three, poor claims service by carriers. 100% of the agencies I have surveyed have said claims service has materially deteriorated over the last three years. I have reviewed published surveys that have supported the agency's complaints. Poor claims service is a casual factor in the increasing number of E&O claims because agency personnel tend to try too hard to help their clients get their claims paid. They accidentally cross the line and advise their clients in a manner that violates the agency's carrier contract. As frustrating as poor claim service is, make sure everyone in your agency is educated as to how far they can go when helping clients with a claim. In particular, an agent can never, ever advise an insured that a claim is or is not going to be paid. Number four, carrier lawsuits. Carriers are suing their agents more often, or at least that is the way it seems. Some of my agency clients have suffered subrogated claims by carriers that involved very technical clauses that have absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with the claim. A good example of that that I have seen several times involves the pre-filled application data provided by the carrier. The carrier, it turns out, is not responsible for the data they provide. If the data is wrong, the agent did not correct the data and a large enough claim results, some carriers are paying the insurance claims and suing the agent. Another example involves a variety of quote, change in conditions, unquote, that have not been reported to the carrier by the agency. The changes often had nothing to do with the insured's claim. And even if the changes had been updating, the claim would still have occurred. Yet the carriers are using this out to subrogate against their own agents. Number five. Increased workloads. In this hard market, with all the employee turnover, workloads are simply too high in many agencies. The result is that employees make more mistakes and or agencies begin cutting corners, such as not checking renewal policies. The solution is simple to identify, but in this labor market, it is extremely difficult to execute successfully. Number six, surplus lines. In this hard market, agents are moving accounts to surplus lines. This increases E&O exposures on multiple levels, especially if an agency has a training weakness, procedure weakness, and or new employee integration weakness. When moving an account to surplus lines, the agency owes additional care to the insured, especially in most instances, the duty to notify and explain which coverages have been lost. Those disclosures are not always happening. Additionally, the agency needs to review the forms more carefully because it is surplus lines. A large dark hole of ignorance exists relative to an agent's duty to insured when placing surplus lines accounts. I find most newer employees do not know about these additional duties. They do not understand that surplus lines markets do not have a duty to inform agents or insureds of reductions in coverage or even when the promised coverages are not included in the policy. And as a result, employees are not checking policies. You must always check surplus lines policies. The failure to do so is an EO claim waiting for an opportunity to occur. Mitigation. What is the best way to mitigate EO exposures? Use coverage checklists. Next, have high quality procedures in place and make certain everyone is following those. How do you know if you have good procedures or if your employees are following those procedures? Get an ENO audit. This recommendation may be self-serving because I am an approved ENO auditor with many ENO carriers, but having completed so many ENO audits, I know an audit is an excellent solution. Many times agency owners have hired me and swore their staff have had the education, the agency had the right procedures, and that everyone was following those procedures. However, the audit showed that their staff did not have enough education, their procedures were materially inadequate, and in some cases, their staff did not even know the agency had procedures. If you want to mitigate your E&O exposures, address these points and take the recommended steps. Get an E&O audit. Some E&O carriers offer large premium savings if you have an audit, making the audit even more worthwhile. Written by Chris Burand who is a founder and owner of Burand & Associates, LLC, based in Pueblo, Colorado. Their phone number is 719-485-3868. His email is chris at dot associatescom This article has been reprinted with permission from Insurance Journal, copyright 2023. Thank you for listening agents and brokers is the premier resource and champion for independent insurance agencies in pennsylvania maryland and delaware for more information visit iab